Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV Ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. we got a lot of news to get into here today, and for the second day in a row, Mike Sempervivi is ill. He will not be in today, but after the break, we will be joined by Jim Valley. Talking all the news and pro wrestling today, and there is plenty to get into. As always, it is Wednesday, and that means the Wednesday Night Wars are taking place tonight. AEW versus NXT. What are you watching? What are you excited about? So we got lineups for both shows here tonight. We can talk about that here today on the show. Also, Tuesday night, NWA Power as well as AEW Dark. What did you think of those two shows? NWA Power, more a storyline-driven show. They're definitely going somewhere with this Nick Aldis deal. Nick Aldis and Tim Storm, something's going on. And AEW Dark, a lot of matches and a lot of build towards the Full Gear pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. What did you think of both of those shows? We've also got the ratings for Raw on Monday night. Randy Orton has, in fact, re-signed with WWE. Randy Orton, WWE, main eventer in AEW. It ain't going to happen. Tyson Fury making an appearance for WWE SmackDown on Friday. We got the full lineup for the AEW Full Gear Show. We have six matches thus far, including one match announced for the pre-show and more for the NXT and AEW shows coming up here tonight. If you'd like to text us here today... Text message is the way to do it, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. If all goes well, maybe we'll take some calls later on in the program. But for now, just send your text messages. You can email me, brian, at wrestlingobserver.com. And you can tweet me at Brian Alvarez. Jim is at Jim Valley. And when we come back from the break, Seth Rollins. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. thing about facts they're proven like the fact that crude oil contains impurities 
or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Tonight at 10 Eastern on CNBC, the series premiere of Back in the Game. How much do you think you made your entire career? About 200 something million. I'm Alex Rodriguez. Remember Evander Holyfield? Today, his fortune is gone. I trusted people. Now that I'm retired from baseball, I want to give back by helping ex-athletes and entertainers get back on their feet. I kind of feel that everything is too late. Enough with the excuses. From executive producers Alex Rodriguez and Michael Strahan. This is a fresh start. Back in the Game, series premiere tonight, 10 Eastern. CNBC, get yours. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Bro. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Jim Valley joining us here today. Mike Sempervivi is ill. Jim, what are you wearing here today? Anything special for this program? You're not in studio. You know, I'm wearing my Evil Knievel t-shirt, which I have yet to wear in studio. I'll have to do that sometime in the future. It's one of my favorites. Man, oh man. All right, well, we're going to get a lot of news here today, but first, got to start with this. It's from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com by Dave Meltzer. We would like to retract a comment from both Monday's Daily Update and Monday's post-Raw Wrestling Observer Radio. Regarding Seth Rollins and the meeting Vince McMahon held with talent yesterday before Raw. We had included comments and discussed on Observer Radio that Rollins had spoken at the meeting, but he has since said on Twitter and released a statement to Fightful that he did not. We apologize for this error. 
It is our policy in our newsletters and in our podcast to correct mistakes as soon as possible and to always clarify if there are misunderstandings. So the question everyone's asking is, what happened? And the answer is, I don't know. Dave's going to be on Wrestling Observer Radio tonight, and he will talk about it, I'm sure. I could tell you what I know. I could tell you what happened on this end. So on Monday, in the Daily Update, there was a deal that read, there was a meeting at about 3 p.m. today at NYCB Live with Vince McMahon and the Raw crew. We don't have details of what transpired at this time, but these are some things that we have been told. The company blamed talent speculation for causing a problem. The talent was told the flight issues were all mechanical and nothing more. And Seth Rollins attempted to do a rah-rah speech while telling people to keep things like this off social media in the future. So Monday night I sent some text to people, and I didn't hear anything on Monday night, nothing. Now, we did the Observer Radio show, and when we were talking about this, Seth had already tweeted something, and he was very upset with Dave. I believe the tweet said something like, Dave is a purveyor of misinformation at best and a liar at worst. And he added the hashtag, raw, raw. So if you listen to Observer Radio, I asked Dave, I said, the hashtag raw, raw sounds to me like he's saying that he didn't give a raw, raw speech. And then the show continued as it did. So. On Monday, when I woke up, I got a few different messages. And one of the messages said that Seth had not spoken during the meeting, but this was from somebody who was not at the meeting. I got another text that said that they had heard that Seth did speak at the meeting, but they were also not at the meeting. So... I sent Dave a message in the morning, and I said, I think Seth is saying that he didn't speak at this meeting. And Dave said, I was told that he spoke. So we did the show yesterday, and then later in the afternoon, Seth doubled down, and he said, I, he did, the, he did the, the statement, I didn't speak at the meeting. And over the course of the afternoon, I did hear from more people, and everybody that I heard from in the afternoon said, Seth did not speak at the meeting. I was told that three people did speak. AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Rusev. But not Seth Rollins. Now, why earlier in the day people said that they heard that Seth spoke, I don't know. I mean, it's possible that people who weren't at the meeting had heard things online about Seth speaking at the meeting and presume that because there was a meeting, that that must have been true. As I noted, the, the person that told me that he had spoken, they were not at that meeting. So all I know is that as of today, Wednesday, I mean, it's very clear right now that Seth did not speak. We know who did speak. We have more details about the meeting. And we have issued a retraction. Seth did not speak at that meeting. So that's the story. That's all I can tell you. I mean, it's clear that there were there were people at the meeting and there were a lot of people who were not at the meeting who only heard about the meeting from other people. And it's a game of telephone. 
Is it possible that at some point on Monday, Seth spoke to people, but it was not at this meeting? Sure. But I don't know what happened. I don't know where that aspect of the story came from. I have no idea. All I know is that there were some people that believed that he spoke, but the reality is that he didn't. And that's from people who were actually there. He did not speak at the meeting. So we do the best we can, and sometimes we make mistakes. And we made a mistake in the case of Seth Rollins speaking up at this meeting and doing a rah-rah speech. And that's the story. That's all I know. Dave will probably have more tonight. Brian, I can't speak for you. I can't speak for Dave. Dave will speak for himself. Tonight, you spoke for yourself. I will say this. um, Every time something like this happens, and it happens to anyone in any sort of news business, believe you me, I've, I've lived it myself on my own levels. Dave has done something, though, that not a lot of people in public life do anymore. He gave a legitimate apology, not, I'm sorry this happened. No, he said he was sorry, he doesn't want to spread information, and he owned it. So regardless of what you think of Dave or think what the reporting should have been in this situation, I think you do have to look at the sincerity and the accountability that Dave has given in this apology. Well, nobody wants to make mistakes. We don't want to make mistakes. And a mistake happened, so there's a retraction on the front page. Apology to Seth Rollins. All right, a couple of news notes, and we'll get into some text here later. Going up against a strong New York Giants-Dallas Cowboys game last night, rotted 2.14 million of viewers, fourth lowest non-holiday number in modern history, slightly up from the 2.13 million at last week, NFL up 40% from last week, doing 14 million viewers. Raw usually gets a bump after pay-per-views, but it appears SmackDown got the bump this week. NXT talent all over Raw, and... Raw did this number. So, you know, on Friday or whatever it was, I guess, well, I guess later on in the weekend, we were talking about, is the very well-received SmackDown show that the NXT talent were all over, that did a that did 2.5 million viewers on Fox, is that going to help NXT beat AEW on Wednesday night? And this Raw number, uh, 2.14 million viewers, and by the way, the hours, 2.36 million, 2.21, 1.85 million, which was one of the biggest first to third hour drops in the history of the show. Third hour, the least watched hour that Raw has had, beating only hour three this past Christmas Eve and New Year's, which are ratings that we usually say, throw those out, those don't even count. As far as regular, regularly broadcast Raw, this was the lowest rated third hour like ever the modern era i mean that tells me that nxt is not beating AEW tonight i could be wrong but like i said yesterday i would guess nxt's in the 750 range aw's in the 1.1 range i think that's what we're getting tonight and i could be wrong what's your prediction jim you are always pretty right on with your predictions so i think i'd be a fool to disagree with you i would probably agree with that range give or take Either way, but it's interesting. You talked about that that SmackDown. And, you know, I do the Saturday Wrestling Observer Live at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And as I was watching the SmackDown on Friday night, it was amazing how my timeline on Twitter went from everything that was happening in Saudi Arabia to suddenly, what an awesome show. And there were even some people, and never do this again, 
uh, if this was you, people saying, oh, well, I hope they have more transportation problems so we can have good shows. That's a bad look. Never do that. But there was so much goodwill about that. And it, for some reason, I mean, Adam Cole beat Daniel Bryan clean in the ring. You'd think that that would have some momentum going into Monday, particularly with the main event of Adam Cole and Seth Rollins. And that didn't get any traction. And it's going to be curious what they're going to do tonight. And plus, AEW is a go-home for full gear. Coming out of this, regardless of ratings, who's going to have the buzz among wrestling fans? It looks like probably AEW. And this year, despite a tease otherwise, Randy Orton is not leaving WWE anytime soon. First reported by PW Insider's Mike Johnson, Orton has signed a new multi-year contract. Looks to be a five-year contract. Orton confirmed the news on Twitter all I can tell you is this was a big money deal. Back in a moment, Observer Live. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 
Once again, that's 800-932-5517. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Jim Valley joining us here today. I have not seen it, but the WWE Backstage show, we're getting a lot of texts about that. This person says, even though they've done two episodes previously, I watched the premiere last night. I thought it was a nice blend of kayfabe and real sports elements. In short, it is not UFC Tonight on Fox, but it is the closest thing that they could do. This person here says, I decided to try out WWE Backstage. The show is nothing out of the ordinary. It is definitely not the new Talking Smack. I presume Vince won't have any issues. This person here says they advertised all day that Bray Wyatt was going to introduce a new universal title on FS1. Turned out it was just new fiend side plates. What a clickbait. I'm never tuning into this backstage show again. Wow. Did you see this show, Jim? You know, I missed the show. I had it. I thought I had it on my DVR, but I did not. I've seen the past um, shows before the premiere, so I kind of know what's what's going on. Um yeah, I was I was curious um, for last night, but yeah, that's a really good point. In in the age of clickbait, I don't know that you can tease like that anymore and not expect to build up some bad will with the audience, particularly in a new show. All right, so we have got an NXT show here tonight, and lineup for the first ever Women's War Games almost set. WWE has confirmed Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae will be on Rhea Ripley's team for TakeOver. Bianca, Io Shirai will be on Shayna's team. It will be a four-on-four. Last member of each team yet to be revealed. Kai tweeted, she'll prove to Ripley she should be on her team, which set up WWE announcing NXT champion Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai non-title match for tonight's episode of NXT. I guess Dakota is not afraid of Shayna anymore which he was for months and months. I saw that match, by the way, at the NXT show here in Seattle, and it was it was very good. So tonight we also have the AEW show, Kenny Omega, Adam Page versus Jericho, Sammy Guevara. There's a three-way, Private Party, Dark Order, Jack Evans, and Angelico. The winners may get a title match at full gear. That's not confirmed. We've also got Trent versus Pac. Sean Spears versus Brandon Cutler. Shannon Riho versus Emi Sakura and Jamie Hayter. Hikaru Shida versus Big Swole. And promos from John Moxley and Cody. So several women's matches here tonight on the show. What did you think of Dark last night? I really liked MJF on commentary. A lot of times throughout history, you see people who are great talkers and are so good about talking about themselves, and they just can't transition into putting over other talent and i thought he did that effortlessly so i was really impressed by that um the women's match some of the edits were kind of obvious but as we've talked about with people you know who have not had a ton of experience maybe some nerves being on a platform the largest that they've ever been on that's gonna happen so we got a bunch of matches Last night on the show, Sean Spears, Michael Nakazawa, which involved 
Tully Blanchard taking pratfalls for Michael Nakazawa's baby oil. I know some people probably hated that, but I really enjoyed this match. You have a guy who's got a wacky gimmick. He does the gimmick. Sean Spears works around the gimmick. And Sean Spears beats the guy. I was totally fine with this. Allie and Sadie Gibbs versus Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Martinez Big Swole. I didn't think it was bad, but it was way too long. And I felt like that for both that and the main event. Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc versus Jurassic Express and Marco Stunt. Uh, or Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. Just felt that both matches were too long. I didn't. I actually really liked the main event, but I mean the show is over an hour long, and it just feels like you don't need to go that long, and especially when you're doing these matches after the show has gone off the air and you've already seen two hours of of wrestling. I haven't really heard a lot of negativity towards Marco Stunt here today. I was expecting it. I thought he did a very good job in the match. I thought Jungle Boy did a good job. Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc, I thought did a great job. The Jimmy Havoc interview they had with Cody, I thought was great. Came off as a guy you really want to support. Uh, super nice guy. Uh, yeah, so that was my thoughts on that show. Hey, one question. Did you notice that MJF, I think it was MJF, uh, was calling him Jungle Jack Perry, kind of like Jim Ross was? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's his name in AEW. That's officially his name. Okay, they didn't I make know, the transition. Okay. It makes people angry that he's not just Jungle Boy and they blame Jim Ross, but like they call him Jungle Jack Perry. That's his name. So, I mean, if you don't like it, you just got to get used to it because that's, that's his name now. I think he does probably need that because now with the, with the injury to Luchasaurus and he's teaming with Marco Stunt, before Marco Stunt was in the picture, his identity was kind of the small guy, underdog in AEW, and then Marco Stunt came in and he can't really have that character anymore. So it probably makes sense to evolve him into some other um, identity for the audience. Says AEW has got to enforce these rules and tag matches. Everyone, stand by. Like, I would guess by week eight, this problem will be solved. But you got to remember that these matches from last night were taped a week ago. And I expect that very, very shortly, more and more people are going to be abiding by these tag team rules. This is a company where, what do you think, 80%? of the roster came straight from the indies where they just did tag matches and did whatever they wanted well it's not the indies it's not it's not let's just throw out you know two names jack evans for example jack evans and angelico you know they work in mexico they were lucha underground they worked a bunch of indies they worked all sorts of different promotions every promotion is is you know they've got whatever rules they've got they book whatever matches they want but now everybody is in one national promotion and so everybody, all of these different workers that are used to doing the indies and doing whatever they wanted, they've all got to get on the same page. We're only five weeks in tonight, I guess, right? Five weeks, six weeks? What are we tonight? That sounds about right. Five or six weeks, whatever. They're going to get on the same page, everybody, but it's going to take a little while. Old habits, hard to break. But I'll just put it this way. AEW is not doing the deal where just do whatever you want. We don't care. AW is pushing for everybody to obey the rules. And it's probably going to take a while. I don't think they're going to go out there and just tell the refs to DQ everybody if they break the rules. But it's going to take a little while, but they're all going to get on the same page. I, I can I can practically guarantee that. Because I know there's a lot of discussions about that within AEW. As far as the NWA Power Show, I think the most notable thing to me is Thunder Rosa is great. 
Isn't she? And if you have been listening to the Brian and Vinny show for many years, Thunder Rosa was Cobra Moon in Lucha Underground. And with all due respect, and I don't even mind saying this now because she's so much better now, she sucked as Cobra Moon. Terrible. I have seen few people improve as rapidly as Thunder Rosa. She she was so good. Here's a scoop for everybody. She was brought in for these tapings. They put her in the ring with Ashley Vox here. Ashley Vox, however you pronounce it. She was so impressive that when she came through the curtain after this match, they offered her a long-term deal. That's how good she was. And I, you know, I hate to bring up certain names, but uh, Aaliyah and what's her partner's name? Oh, um... I already gosh. forgot. Yeah, don't put me on the anyway, spot like that. point is, I saw their match that they had at uh, the AEW or the NXT show in Seattle, and they've been there for years. And they haven't improved, like... I mean, they've improved in IOTA, because Aaliyah especially was, like, beyond horrible, and now, like, she's there. But, I mean, Thunder Rosa in just, like, two years has improved by, like... A thousand percent. It's it's amazing. People in the WWE system, if they're not very good, like, years and years they don't get better. But, you know, Thunder Rosa, she went out there, worked a whole bunch of her promotions all over the world, and in two years, she's, like, not even the same person. It's it's insane. So she was awesome on the show last night. And Ricky Starks was great. And Colt Cabeta, James Storm was a lot of fun. I love Homicide and Eddie Kingston. Very, very good show last night. Aaron Stevens is killing this show for me. Oh, it's the gimmick. No, 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 no. He's got go-away heat. This is so phony and so fake. He's doing like like a fifth-rate Andy Kaufman. It's like, yeah, he put over Ricky Starks, but Ricky Starks beat nobody. It's... Vanessa Bourne. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. It's just... It's just uh, I... I I, I don't know. It's like, was he not good in WWE? Or was it just a different system, a different presentation? I'm really kind of reconsidering everything about that guy. But he is really hurting every all of the good work that you talk about uh, that's going on in NWA power for me personally. This person says, can we mention again how amazing MGF did on Dark? He's probably better than every WWE main roster announcer. Yeah, he's a great talker. And they had him do commentary and nobody screamed in his headset. And lo and behold, you got a great commentator. Listen, I've been watching these retro Raws from the year 2000, and you know who is great in his role is Jonathan Coachman. You know who had mega go-away heat with me just a few years ago on commentary? Jonathan Coachman. Like, there's a lot of people in WWE now and WWE in the past that could, in fact, blow it away on commentary. But nobody can blow it away on commentary the way that they do commentary with this crazy guy screaming into your headset and making you do a certain thing. Yeah, MJF was great. I, I, I probably shouldn't. I, I probably should praise him more, but I don't because like a good talker doing good commentary doesn't blow me away. It's it's to be expected. To be honest, it just never happens in WWE because they don't let anybody do anything that they're good at. You know, uh, Todd Grisham, say what you want about him, but he had a great quote one time about Vince McMahon, that Vince McMahon would be happier 
if he could do every job himself in WWE because he thinks he does the best job at it. And That's that right. Kind of ex- that explains commentary. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Staples is more than a place you go to buy a new PC. It's where an associate helped me find the latest tech I needed to work smarter, not harder. Where I got a protection plan plus 24-7 tech support that keeps me connected. And where I increased my productivity for a lot less than what I thought I'd spend. Right now at Staples, you can save up to $300 on the latest PCs. Staples, for your business tech and beyond. In-store only. Ends 11 19 while supplies last. Exclusions apply. Tonight at 10 Eastern on CNBC, the series premiere of Back in the Game. How much do you think you made your entire career? About 200-something million. I'm Alex Rodriguez. Remember Evander Holyfield? Today, his fortune is gone. Trusted people. Now that I'm retired from baseball, I want to give back by helping ex-athletes and entertainers get back on their feet. I kind of feel that everything is too late. Enough with the excuses. From executive producers Alex Rodriguez and Michael Strahan. This is a fresh start. Back in the Game, series premiere tonight, 10 Eastern. CNBC, get yours. Men, if you want to pee easier, listen to this. A new Nobel Prize discovery was just proven in a clinical trial to help men pee 241% more, ending multiple trips to the bathroom and the constant urge to go. This breakthrough is finally available in a pill called Prostavive LS, developed by famed men's health expert Dr. Al Sears. And for a limited time, you can get a free bottle. Call 800-769-8155. Patients who've taken Prostavive LS are singing its praises. Hi, my name is Paul, and I'm 73 years old. I used to get up multiple times a night to go to the bathroom, but after taking Prostavive LS, I now sleep through the night. Prostavive LS does not require a prescription, and there are no side effects. But this free bottle is not available in stores. Call 800-769-8155 to get your free bottle of this Nobel Prize winning discovery proven in clinical trials to help men pee 241% more. That's 800-769-8155. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Jim Valley here. What do we got this weekend, Jim? I just got on Twitter, Colt Cabana says it is now official for San Jose and L.A. this weekend with New Japan. I believe it's the opening match, Colt Cabana and Toriano. Oh, my Lord. Holy smokes. Arguably the two greatest comedy wrestlers in their respective countries. 
that could be incredible. All right, so we got a lot to get into in terms of this coming weekend. Uh, this lineup here for the full gear show. Uh, six matches so far, more to be announced tonight. AW World Champion Chris Jericho against Cody. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, unsanctioned match. AW Women's Champion Riho defending against Emi Sakura. Sakura. Pac versus Hangman Page, Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz, and in the pre-show, Britt Baker B. Priestley. What a what a promo Britt Baker had last night. Basically blurring the lines between work and shoot, talking about how unprofessional B. Priestley was, how she booted her in the back of the head, which actually happened, and concussed her, which actually happened, and she had some very concerning issues such as I guess problems with one of her eyes, which happened. Claim that everybody called her except B. Priestley. I don't know if that's true. That might be storyline here, but a very, very interesting interview setting up that match. Well, and then uh, Britt Baker talked about her finishing move and all of the parts. She started using uh, dental and accurate descriptions of all of the things that she could take apart when she puts on her... Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, so that's you know it's great that she can pull from her real life degree and talk about that. I I thought it was pretty compelling stuff. Yeah, she she listed every every muscle and ligament or whatever in the mouth that she was going to to uh, attack with her finish. How she could tear her jaw off. On one hand, it was like completely preposterous, like it was external occipital protuberance stuff from Gorilla Monsoon. Except she's actually a dentist, and so that's actually what she was going to attack. And you could believe that she would know that. So, I like the it. O- the other interesting uh, part is that B. Priestley just lost her World of Stardom Championship to uh, Mayu Iwatani just a few days ago. So, the politics of being the world champion for stardom doesn't necessarily play into this match anymore. Boxing star Tyson Fury will be making at least one more appearance for WWE. WWE has announced Fury will appear on this Friday's episode of SmackDown. The show is being taped in Manchester. The announcement of Fury being on the show was made on last night's episode of Backstage. Fury defeated Braun Strowman by countout in their match at Crown Jewel. Fury laid Strowman out with a punch, and there was a post-match angle where Strowman gave him a power slam. What are they going to do with Tyson Fury? Like, he's not going to lose a match. I mean, we know that. Is Braun going to have to lay him out again in his hometown as... Is there payback, or what's going on here? That's a great question. I'm, I know that in, when they recapped everything, they tried to make Braun Strowman look as strong as possible with that comeback to get his heat back in the end. But, and I understand Tyson Fury is a huge star, and that's why you had to have Braun Strowman there. And maybe when they entered negotiations for everything, they thought that perhaps Braun could look better than he did, and that's why they chose him to face off against Tyson Fury. But... I just wonder about Braun Strowman. Is he kind of becoming the big show? He's good, he's bad, he wins, he loses, he loses. It just feels like he was really protected for a time. I feel like they still like him, but it doesn't feel like he's protected as he used to be. Oh, my God. People are still crazy. As far as as much as I like NXT, I'm so disappointed in their plans for war games. There's no storyline for why these two teams hate each other. Instead, they all hate Shayna and want her title. Shirai and Belair on Shayna's team. Bad 
planning. Well, Shirai's a heel. Shane is a heel. Belair, I guess she's a heel. They just needed another body. I mean, yeah. I was, I was not blown away with the way they set up war games. I mean, they literally had one brawl with eight women. One. Like, there was a match. Eight women got in a brawl. All of a sudden, we got to have war games. I'm like, what? There was one brawl. So, yeah, they, they could have done a better job. I don't know what happened, but that's what they're doing. I'm sure the match is going to be great, but, yeah, they, they could have done a better job blowing it up. I'm really excited to see uh, particularly uh, what uh, Io Shirai does in war games because she's always so creative and athletic in everything she does. So I'm looking forward in particular to her performance. This person here says, I'm surprised Randy re-signed now. I'm not surprised he's staying with WWE, just that he didn't wait until free agency. I would have expected him to negotiate both sides. Well, let me explain how this works, okay? WWE is not going to let this guy wait for free agency. So, he can't negotiate with AEW, but he probably had an idea, I would guess, about what they were willing to offer. And as, I, as I've said a million times, the Khan family is not just throwing out... The Khan family isn't going to say, oh man, we want Randy Orton. What we could do if we stole him from WWE? We'll offer him $10 million. No, they've got a budget. And they're probably at or near their budget. And so, you know, I, I don't know what Randy Orton got, okay? But like, if it comes out that he got like a ridiculous offer from WWE... I would not be surprised one bit. I mean, he's on there on Instagram hinting that he might be interested in going to AEW. And, like, you really think that they're going to let Randy Orton go to AEW? Like, I don't even want to say a number because it'll be, it'll be like, you know, put all over the internet as if, like, this is the actual number. But, I mean, if they offered him, I'll do it anyway. I don't know what he made, everyone. I have no idea. But if they offered Randy Randy Orton $3 million a year or $5 million a year, I mean, he's not going to AEW. They're not going to offer him that kind of money. So, yeah, he could wait till free agency and find out that they're going to offer him less. But I would almost guarantee that WWE gave a number that he's confident that AEW isn't going to match. And he's already, he's already got a, a better schedule than most people in WWE. And a five-year deal at 3 to $5 million a year? I mean, that's it. There, there is not unlimited money coming from the AEW side. So if they made him a deal like that, he's staying. That's it. You know, wrestlers look at wrestling from a much different perspective than fans. And even today, with many wrestlers who used to be fans, I'm sure that the wrestler's perspective has changed. But there's no doubt in my mind that as a third-generation wrestler and a guy who grew up around all of this, that Randy Orton's perspective and the way he plays the game is probably smarter and more experienced than virtually anyone. You could question the timing, but I'll bet you Randy Orton, just like his matches, had perfect timing in this. A lot of people noting Ali and Vanessa Bourne. Yes, this person says they are really bad. I mean, it's just astonishing I mean, listen, there's a lot of wrestlers that aren't very good, but it's astonishing how long they have been doing this, and they're still at this level. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. And, and think about the people that haven't made television yet. 
They've made television. This person well, here. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's fine. This person here says, when was WWE actually good? I'm not sure about this question. Like, are they are they trying to... This is like a troll question where, oh, Brian thinks everything about WWE has sucked and he hates them. Or is this an actual question? The answer is, WWE has been good. Like, 97 was one of the greatest years of any promotion I've ever seen. 97 was awesome. And, like, there have been a million periods where they've had a really hot feud that was really great. Uh, Triple H and Batista, the program that they had. Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels. A lot of the stuff with CM Punk and Paul Heyman. I mean, there's been so many periods where there has been great stuff in WWE. But we have not seen anything remotely approaching that for well over a year now. It was October of 2018 that, for whatever reason, this ship went off the rails. You can kind of trace it a little bit further back to SummerSlam of 2018 when Becky turned on Charlotte and they thought that Becky was going to be a heel. But if you actually watch the storyline, it was like abundantly obvious she was going to be cheered and they were so tone deaf that they couldn't figure out why she was being cheered. And it all fell off from there. But it was really, it was really around October, November 2018. I don't know what happened. But it just became nonsensical. Everything became nonsensical. There were no coherent storylines. Nothing made sense. Vince was changing everything the day. It was just, it was ridiculous. It has been ongoing since October, November of 2018. I don't know if we'll ever find out why. Maybe there is no reason why. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But man, it has been bad. The worst I have ever seen it. And I've been following this company on a week-to-week basis, like watching every single solitary show since 1995. It has never been as bad as it has been in the last 365 days. Three weeks ago, I tweeted about uh, the debut of Humberto Carrillo and how great I thought he was and how much I was going to miss him in three weeks when he disappeared without explanation. Um, He's still on TV but I didn't recognize the Umberto Carrillo from last Monday versus the one who debuted. And it's just, it's also stuff like that. He seemed cool when he didn't speak and he was on his own. And, you know, he's, he's really good in the ring. He's a good looking guy, played to his strengths. And they had him cut these, you know, the promos, which right now are not his strengths. And he just, to, to quote you, Brian, he, he, unfortunately, he came off like a geek. Came off like a geek. They beat him again. And I, I mentioned it. I was like, this this WWE audience, they have X number of weeks in which they're going to give a guy a chance. And after week three, after being beaten three straight times, it's over. Like, maybe they can have him go out there and just, like, beat ten guys and win a title and maybe rehab him. But, I mean, we saw what happened with Chad Gable. It was the same thing. I was like, this guy needs to win this week. And he got beaten again. And, and he was dead from that point forward. Then they gave him that fluke win over Baron Corbin. He got beat up afterwards. He's he's dead as a doornail now. And they can try all they want with Humberto Carrillo. But these fans know. If a guy gets beaten for three straight weeks, he's not a star. And he's not going to be a star. So there's no need to invest in him. We've seen it a million times. Yeah, we have learned by all of these things you talked about. The start and stops, the disappearance, the repackaging. The things that just seem to go nowhere, regardless of whether Vince knows it or not, he's still educating the audience. That's the reason why Umberto, unfortunately, is probably 
dead in the water to many fans. Man, we reported about how Vince was done with that Cedric Alexander push. Boy, all over the internet. Ah, Dave and Brian, they're wrong. This is part of the plan. He's going to win. He's going to beat AJ for the title. This is just its part of the plan. It's part of the plan. Where's that plan today? Well, the plan is there was no plan. Vince was done with him, and he beat him, and now he's just a guy on the roster. I, I, I know what happens in this company. I see this happen all the time. And everyone's always looking for a plan. And, and literally, it used to be like nine times out of ten there was no plan. Like, we're at the point now where... Like, 99 times out of 100, there is no plan. And the one time that there is a plan, usually that plan changes. So, see what they do with Umberto. Or anybody, for that matter. The Street Profits. This person says, do you think Vanessa Bourne is worse than Carmella? Uh, in the ring, I don't know. But Carmella's got way more personality. So she does have that going for her. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571. 800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 that's 800-470-7113 do you owe ten thousand dollars or more on at least two federal student loans then you may qualify for new programs offered by the department of education these programs can reduce your interest lower your payments and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness if you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. 
Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. One last thing before we go here today. This person says, Dasha was absolutely loaded with charm and personality last night on AEW Dark. What a daylight, day-night difference from her WWE days. Yeah, several months ago, she did an interview with Chris Van Vliet and blew people's minds who had seen it. She has so much personality and charisma. This is the same Dasha that was the most soulless bereft of personality robot that you've ever seen on WWE television. And let me tell you something. Between Dasha on AEW Dark and MJF on commentary and John Moxley in the ring, I mean, these are the biggest exposés of the WWE system like you could ever see. It's mind-blowing. MJF is 23 years old. I have been doing this job Longer than he's been alive. And he's waltzes in there, and he's great on commentary. Moxley, compared to Dean Ambrose in WWE, it's night and day. And my God, Dasha on AEW Dark versus Backstage in WWE, it's night and day. The WWE system is broken. It's made patently obvious watching this AEW show. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't want to, you shouldn't watch WWE or whatever. If you love it, great. But man... It could be a thousand times better if they took off everybody's chains, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon. But we'll see. Jim, you're up here on a Sunday, right? Or Saturday. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. That's right. Uh, you know, Brian, you have changed my life with these shows. Uh, the platform has been amazing. The feedback has been awesome. And I'm worried. I think I'm going from Shirty V to the guy who does monologues. So I don't know if that's happening or not, but I'm... You're changing my life, Brian. That's all I can say. Well, I appreciate it. Excellent job. A year here for Jim Valley. You can hear more of him at WrestlingObserver.com. Tons of great shows with Jim, so check those out. We're out of time. I want to thank Jim, Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Talk to you next time on Wrestling Observer Live.